This video is brought to you by Nebula. Today, Indonesians go to the polls, Republicans try to impeach the US Homeland Security Secretary, and Israel continues negotiations of Hamas. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Wednesday, February the 14th, 2024. In one of the globe's biggest democratic exercises, almost 200 million Indonesians today will elect a president, a vice president, and nearly 20,000 representatives across different levels of government. After two successful terms, President Joko Widodo's time is up. Known as Jokowi, the president always enjoyed high popularity, with about 80% approval, especially after boosting Indonesia's GDP by 43%, and then placing Indonesia among the fastest-growing economies. Indonesia is now considered as one of the six swing states, which will significantly influence the future international order. All candidates, including Prabowo Subianto, Ganjar Pranowo, and Anis Basradan, have promised to continue Jokowo's economic legacy, nicknamed Jokowinomics. Yet, at the same time, Jokowi has overseen the regression of democratic practices. He's been criticised for cracking down on dissent, stripped down the powers of an anti-corruption agency, and has over time formed an increasingly centralised and intolerant government. Jokowi is backing the current polling leader and military strongman, former general and defence minister, Prabowo Subianto. Much of Jokowi's support base shifted to Prabowo, who had promised to continue Jokowi's policies. He is currently well ahead of his opponents, Anis Basvadan and Gandhi Pranowo. Prabowo has won 58.7% of the votes, with 39% of votes counted, according to sampling known as Quick Counts by Private Pollster Indicator Politic. Prabowo is a bit of a control figure, however. He's been accused of committing human rights abuses during the brutal and kleptocratic rule, whilst Indonesia was a dictatorship between the late 60s to the late 90s. During this time, Prabowo was banned from entering the US after leading a crackdown on activists in what is now East Timor. In fact, the dictator in question, Suhatra, was Prabowo's former father-in-law and boss. So now many Indonesians fear that Prabowo's victory could send the country back to its authoritarian past. Prabowo's running mate and vice presidential candidate is Jokowi's son, Gibran Rakabuming Raka. In fact, Indonesia's top court controversially made an exception for the 36-year-old Gibran to run despite being underage. So whilst Jokowi is stepping down, on the back of his successes, he appears to be creating something of a Jokowian dynasty. But for many Indonesians, Jokowi used to be a leader. Now he's only perceived as a ruler building dynastic politics. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Moving to the US now, where the House of Representatives have voted to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. While the vote was tight, just 214 votes in favour to 213 votes against, this does not make Mayorkas the first cabinet member to face impeachment in about 150 years. In total, 210 Democrats voted against the impeachment, alongside three Republicans, Tom McClintock of California, Ken Buck of Colorado, and Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin. These Republicans argued that trying to impeach someone who hadn't committed a serious crime would weaken the constitutional penalty of impeachment and wouldn't actually do anything to help solve what they see as a crisis at the border. The impeachment charge was brought by Republicans as they feel that the security secretary had failed to prevent an influx of migrants at the US-Mexico border. Democrats, though, don't seem to be buying this argument, with President Joe Biden stating that this was a blatant act of unconstitutional partisanship and that it is a political stunt. The next step in this case will be for the Democrat-led Senate to vote on a possible impeachment. This will almost certainly fail for obvious reasons. 
Moving to Israel now, where reports suggest that the negotiations with Hamas are still ongoing. This week, it has appeared that Israel is on the cusp of pressing ahead with an assault in Rafah, a town that borders Egypt and which is now home to hundreds of thousands of Palestinians seeking shelter. There have been reports that Israeli negotiators had returned to Cairo to continue discussions with Hamas, but no concrete progress has been made. Specifically, it was reported that the discussions had centered around a hostage prisoner exchange, with the main sticking point being how many Palestinian prisoners to be released per Israeli hostage returned. Israel is currently under huge amounts of international pressure to halt their planned assault on Rafah. About this, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres said, My sincere hope is that negotiations for the release of hostages and some form of cessation of hostilities to be successful to avoid an all-out offensive over Rafah, where the core of the humanitarian system is located, and that would have devastating consequences. So we will keep you updated on this story as it develops. Now a Valentine's Day special story for our viewers, or more so our single viewers. Belgian councillors are shining the spotlight on singletons. Belgian councillor Carla de Jong is working to address the disadvantages experienced by single people, including higher household expenses and the assumption of availability to work evenings and weekends. She has initiated a move in her municipality to consider the impact of policies on single people. Now this is a significant step as 36% of households in Belgium consist of a single adult. Across the EU, households consisting of only one adult have increased by 30% over a decade, reaching nearly 72 million in 2022. The single penalty, referring to the extra costs borne by those living alone, has been highlighted in recent years. In the UK, these costs could exceed 10,000 a year, exacerbated by certain tax breaks for married individuals or those in civil partnerships. Her municipality has recently adopted a charter proposing measures to ensure equality for single-income households. These include encouraging communal spaces in new housing projects and making activities affordable and accessible to those living alone. The Charter also suggests promoting single-friendly practices within the local hospitality industry and at workplaces. De Jong asserts that the Charter aims at equality and benefits everyone, not just those living alone. The response has been overwhelmingly positive, with other municipalities expressing interest in similar measures. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss violent crime in the US. Using data from 200 US cities, it has been reported that there has been a 12.2% decline in the murder rate from 2022 to 2023. Similar declines have also been seen in statistics on rape, robbery and aggravated assault. This is despite public opinion in the US, which regularly shows that Americans think that crime is getting worse. For example, a Gallup poll from November found that 77% of Americans thought that there was more crime than the year before. It's clear then that despite public opinion, there has been a huge decline in serious crime in the US. As a TLDR viewer, I can pretty confidently say that you're curious about the world around you, keen to know what's really going on rather than just the general media narrative. And one country where this is particularly interesting is China, where a lot of media coverage can be muddled or misleading. If you want to dive deeper though, I'd recommend Polymatter's incredible series, China Actually, which explores the truth behind the Chinese news, examining the truth about China's one-child policy, why China has no allies, how Chinese censorship really works, and what exactly China's nuclear policy looks like. All in all, it's a brilliantly researched and thoughtful series, and it's exclusively available on our streaming service, Nebula. As you know, Nebula is the service that we built with a whole bunch of our creator friends and is home to tons of smart, educational content. 
from all of your favorite creators. The best part is by signing up, you not only get exclusive series like China Actually, Modern Conflicts from Real Life Law, or The Logistics of X from Wendover Productions, it also includes all of our content totally ad-free and sometimes before it arrives on YouTube. Plus, signing up directly supports TLDR, because by doing so, you contribute to the budgets of these big budget documentaries and help us to grow and expand our ambitions. So if you want to get more superb content and support TLDR, then if you sign up using the link below, you can support us directly and get Nebula for 40% off an annual plan. That's about £2 a month. Thanks for your support and for backing Nebula.